With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I shall now read from the King James Version of the Holy Bible. The topic is order. Exodus. And he said unto Moses, Come up unto the Lord, thou and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship ye afar off. And Moses alone shall come near the Lord, but they shall not come nigh, neither shall the people go up with him. And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount, and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone, and a law, and commandments, which I have written, that thou mayest teach them. And Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua, and Moses went up into the mount of God. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount, and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days, and the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud, and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount forty days and forty nights. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they may bring me an offering. Of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them, according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle, and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall ye make it. And there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. And thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold. Of beaten work shall the candlestick be made, his shaft and his branches, his bowls and his knops and his flowers shall be of the same. And six branches shall come out of the sides of it, three branches of the candlestick out of the one side, and three branches of the candlestick out of the other side. And look that thou make them after their pattern, which was showed thee in the mount. Thus was all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation finished. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so did they. And they brought the tabernacle unto Moses, the tent, and all his furniture. 
according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel made all the work. And Moses did look upon all the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded. Even so had they done it, and Moses blessed them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month shalt thou set up the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation, and thou shalt put therein the ark of the testimony, and cover the ark with the veil. And thou shalt bring in the table, and set in order the things that are to be set in order upon it. And thou shalt bring in the candlestick, and light the lamps thereof. And thou shalt set the altar of gold for the incense before the ark of the testimony, and put the hanging of the door to the tabernacle. And thou shalt set the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation. And thou shalt set the laver between the tent of the congregation and the altar, and shalt put water therein. And thou shalt set up the court round about, and hang up the hanging at the court gate. And thou shalt take the anointing oil, and anoint the tabernacle, and all that is therein, and shalt hallow it, and all the vessels thereof, and it shall be holy. And thou shalt anoint the altar of the burnt offering, and all his vessels, and sanctify the altar, and it shall be an altar most holy. And thou shalt anoint the laver and his foot, and sanctify it. And thou shalt bring Aaron and his sons unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and wash them with water. And thou shalt put upon Aaron the holy garments, and anoint him, and sanctify him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. And thou shalt bring his sons, and clothe them with coats, and thou shalt anoint them, as thou didst anoint their father, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. For their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Thus did Moses, according to all that the Lord commanded him, so did he. So Moses finished the work. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation, because the cloud abode thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. Psalms Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. 
rivers of waters run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised, yet do I not forget thy precept. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me, yet thy commandments are my delights. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding, and I shall live. Matthew the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O oh, ye hypocrites! Ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed, and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not yet understand, neither remember, the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? Neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? How is it that ye do not understand, that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. I shall now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. The higher nature of man is not governed by the lower. If it were, the order of wisdom would be reversed. Our false views of life hide eternal harmony and produce the ills of which we complain. Science only can explain the incredible good and evil elements now coming to the surface. Mortals must find refuge in truth in order to escape the error of these latter days. Nothing is more antagonistic to Christian science than a blind belief without understanding. 
for such a belief hides truth and builds on error. Man's rights are invaded when the divine order is interfered with and the mental trespasser incurs the divine penalty due this crime. Let this age, which sits in judgment on Christian science, sanction only such methods as are demonstrable in truth and known by their fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. The definitions of material law, as given by natural science, represent a kingdom necessarily divided against itself because these definitions portray law as physical, not spiritual. Therefore, they contradict the divine decrees and violate the law of love, in which nature and God are one, and the natural order of heaven comes down to earth. Heaven, harmony, the reign of spirit, government by divine principle, the atmosphere of soul. Jesus bade his disciples beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees, which he defined as human doctrines. His parable of the leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened impels the inference that the spiritual leaven signifies the science of Christ and its spiritual interpretation, an inference far above the merely ecclesiastical and formal applications of the illustration. Did not this parable point a moral with a prophecy foretelling the second appearing in the flesh of the Christ truth hidden in sacred secrecy from the visible world. Ages pass, but this leaven of truth is ever at work. It must destroy the entire mass of error and so be eternally glorified in man's spiritual freedom. In their spiritual significance, science, theology, and medicine are means of divine thought which includes spiritual laws emanating from the invisible and infinite power and grace. The parable may import that these spiritual laws, perverted by a perverse material sense of law, are metaphysically presented as three measures of meal, that is, three modes of mortal thought. In all mortal forms of thought, Dust is dignified as the natural status of men and things, and modes of material motion are honored with the name of laws. This continues until the leaven of spirit changes the whole of mortal thought, as yeast changes the chemical properties of meal. In reality, the more closely error simulates truth, as so-called matter resembles its essence, mortal mind, the more impotent error becomes as a belief.
According to human belief, the lightning is fierce and the electric current swift, yet in Christian science, the flight of one and the blow of the other will become harmless. The more destructive matter becomes, the more it nothingness will appear, until matter reaches its mortal zenith in illusion and forever disappears. The nearer a false belief approaches truth, without passing the boundary where, having been destroyed by divine love, it ceases to be even an illusion, the riper it becomes for destruction. The more material the belief, the more obvious its error, until divine spirit, supreme in its domain, dominates all matter, and man is found in the likeness of spirit, his original being. During this final conflict, wicked minds will endeavor to find means by which to accomplish more evil. But those who discern Christian science will hold crime in check. They will aid in the ejection of error. They will maintain law and order and cheerfully await this certainty of ultimate perfection. In reality, the more closely error simulates truth and so-called matter resembles its essence, mortal mind, the more impotent error becomes as a belief. According to human belief, the lightning is fierce and the electric current swift. Yet in Christian science, the flight of one and the blow of the other will become harmless. The more destructive matter becomes, the more its nothingness will appear, until matter reaches its mortal zenith in illusion and forever disappears. The more material the belief, the more obvious its error, until divine spirit, supreme in its domain, dominates all matter, and man is found in the likeness of spirit his original being. During this final conflict, wicked minds will endeavor to find means by which to accomplish more evil. But those who discern Christian science will hold crime in check. They will aid in the ejection of error. They will maintain law and order and cheerfully await the certainty of ultimate perfection. The Chaldean wise men read in the stars the fate of empires and the fortunes of men. Though no higher revelation than the horoscope was to them displayed upon the Empyrean, earth and heaven were bright, and bird and blossom were glad in God's perennial and happy sunshine, golden with truth. So we have goodness and beauty to gladden the heart, but man, left to the hypotheses of material sense unexplained by science, is as the wandering comet or the desolate star, a weary searcher for a viewless home. Our theories make the same mistake regarding soul and body that Ptolemy made regarding the solar system. They insist that soul is in body and mind, therefore tributary to matter.
The Ptolemaic blunder could not affect the harmony of being, as does the error relating to soul and body, which reverses the order of science and assigns to matter the power and prerogative of spirit, so that man becomes the most absolutely weak and inharmonious creature in the universe. The verity of mind shows conclusively how it is that matter seems to be, but is not. Divine science, rising above physical theories, excludes matter, resolves things into thoughts, and replaces the objects of material sense with spiritual ideas. The term Christian science was introduced by the author to designate the scientific system of divine healing. The revelation consists of two parts. One, the discovery of this divine science of mind healing through a spiritual sense of the scriptures and through the teachings of the Comforter as promised by the Master. Two, the proof by present demonstration that the so-called miracles of Jesus did not specially belong to a dispensation now ended, but that they illustrated an ever-operative divine principle. The operation of this principle indicates the eternality of the scientific order and continuity of being. To grasp the reality and order of being in its science, you must begin by reckoning God as the divine principle of all that really is. Truth, spiritually discerned, is scientifically understood. It casts out error and heals the sick. In order to apprehend more, we must put into practice what we already know. We must recollect that truth is demonstrable when understood and that good is not understood until demonstrated. Let us have a few moments of silent prayer. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.